Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the humectant, Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? I am drowning in liquid? Yes, because you attract fluids. Yes. water. Yeah. You're the reason it's raining is what I'm trying to say. We're having a lot of rain, Matthew. We have a lot of rain. Okay, there's the connection. Okay, I was thinking, where am I a lotion? Am I one of those little those little bags that you find inside a inside your shoes when you buy new shoes and it says do not eat on there? Like who's gonna eat those? Yeah, the state of California is a bag of shoes. Or I don't know, what else do those things show up? Is it a bag of something? They're in, the, they're in the least the places you least expect them. All of a sudden, they just pop out. That's right, and and you are that that thing that do not eat thing filled filled with the silica gel, I'm and all of the water, water is just just going right at you, and that's why we have so much rain. Sorry, folks. Sorry, my bad. I mean, it is weird though, because like two weeks ago, we were like on a you know a drought, and we were all gonna like run out of water. Yeah. So and and now now it's like people are like being buried under snow and eating donuts and and yeah uh, chocolate croissants to survive, which actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> that, that, exactly. Good. You know what? Up. That sounds like a good week to me. Actually, yeah, for that man. <laughs> It's funny how like 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 you go to the grocery store and all the Wonder Bread is gone, but you know you could probably still get some chocolate croissants. Just saying. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, and uh, seven years ago, when I moved to Sonoma County, where I live, uh, you know, we moved from Southern California, and I was trying to convince my wife that this would be a great place to live, and she had mentioned that she didn't know because she didn't really like the rain all that much, and I said eh, it doesn't rain that much more here there than it does here, and then we moved up and we moved up to the wettest winter like in the last like 20 years this was 2000 what 16 yeah and uh and and you know floods and like rivers overflowing and us like you know just and my wife gave me the biggest side eye like all winter like you know just <laughs> like uh, okay, but then well, but then we had then we had six years of no rain so i was more or less right well you were in southern california everywhere rains more than the desert yes Matthew. exactly so yes. you know yeah so you know uh, yeah, well, I'm sorry that she's sad the drought is over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it, yeah. our biggest phrase now is atmospheric river, you know, like atmospheric it's just, river. just that's I didn't the, even know, I, I thought, didn't even know that was a real thing. I thought they just made that up. No, it's a real thing. And now it has like numbers. They, they, they number it like it's a torn, like a, like a hurricane. Yeah. I guess tornadoes get numbers too. Yeah. Yeah. You have an atmospheric river of three. Is that good uh, or bad? That's middling. It's okay. a middling river. It's a middling AR. You know, I know all the lingo now. <laughs> I've been I've been watching a lot of uh weather news. I only watch it on YouTube though. I don't watch the actually the news live. And I haven't watched the news live for a really long time. And I used to know all of the news people in the Bay Area, you know? Like, remember yeah. when we were kids and I was like, all you got was KTVU and KNTV 11 or whatever. Yep. Yep. And, and that was, and you knew those people. I turned the news on today and I'm like, I have no idea who these kids are telling me that, uh, you know, telling me that the, my house is about to float away. Anyway, speaking of floating away, Matthew, I do have a question for you. Okay. It's related. Okay. What's better? Drought or torrential floods? Well, you don't have to have drought insurance, but you do need to purchase flood insurance if you live like, uh, so Hmm. monetarily droughts are probably better until like, I I guess there is a point where the droughts would be just, you know, like, 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 yeah, there would be just, there would be a point where that would be like, okay, let's have a flood. But I feel like 
you know, if everybody just stopped watering their damn lawn, then the droughts wouldn't be nearly as bad. Like right. I, I have actually a drought tolerant landscaping up front with uh, decomposed granite and drought plants that plants that don't ever need to be watered. And it serves me quite well. I never have to mow the lawn. I never have to do anything, keep it wet, nothing. So I, I suggest we all just move to that. I, I live in a townhome. I don't have any any landscaping at all that I have to do. I mean, I pay dues and then those people come and they drill holes in the bottom of the trees because the trees have fire blight. Oh, no. Yeah. Or they're or they might get fire blight. I don't know. Fire blight sounds pretty awful. It does. I hope we don't get yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I you know this is why I I'm, I'm glad that I I got married young and don't have to date anymore. <laughs> don't want to get the fire blight. No. Once the fire anyway. blight you. Yeah. <laughs> Today is Sunday, March twelfth, as we record this podcast. The San Francisco Giants played some spring training games last week, but folks, allegedly. I'm, I'm not going to try to tell you how many they won and lost because last week I kept saying they were two and nine. They were actually three and eight. So the week before last, the Giants went three and eight. What did they do during the last week? I don't know. But apparently it turns out like one of those games didn't count, even though I was pretty sure, Matthew, none of these games counted. So but one of the games that the Giants played really count. (laughs) <laughs> counted even less? It counted even less. Like, not at all. Yeah. Like, like half like, but, as much. It counted twice as much as the ones that don't already count. Right. But if you did well in that game, it was still a good thing? I don't know. I was very confused. But all I know is that the San Francisco Giants are better than the United States of America baseball team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because they won that game. Um, and, uh, hey, we even gave them a player. The Giants gave We gave the, them, like, the a few USA- players. They had like, yeah, some pitchers too. They had like <laughs> guys that came up from the minor league camp. They they had they got to wear their jersey. They got the USA hat. One guy I think even pitched. Uh, but then um, but then they had to give the jerseys back. They got to keep the hats though. Okay, okay. So they couldn't keep the jersey, right? Yeah, because right. Shane yeah. Matheny uh, took over right field for Mookie Betts, and uh, and he even he even got a he even got a plate appearance for Team USA and made an out. Of course. Uh, because the Giants are better than Team USA. But, you know, a lot uh, of Giants, a lot of uh, Team USA players got an out against the Giants that day. That's true. That's true. They, uh, was, it was Desclafani, wasn't it? Was, 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 it, was, it, was it T-Bone? I don't, I, I don't really recall. I think it was T-Bone. But we don't know because the game didn't really happen. But, and, and it really, really didn't happen. It, it happened less than spring training games, which also didn't happen happen. But anyway... Uh, they also, they've lost a lot, Matthew. They've lost a lot of games. They've lost a lot of games. I, I know we said last week, it doesn't matter. <sighs> I really hope that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that what happens in spring training is not indicative of what happens during the regular season, Matthew, because there's a lot of things that are not going right uh, and you, you and I talked about this before the show. You, you did assure me that the stats and and really even the performances during spring training don't matter, which I know is what I said last week, right? Yeah, right. They don't matter. They don't matter. But I, I will tell you, there is one thing that does carry over into the regular season. What's that? Injuries. <sighs> and they're they're start, they're starting to mount. And, and I know, I know I'm like the one who's always reminding everybody that these things happen. And, and it's not just the San Francisco Giants. It's not, it's everybody. It's every Major League Baseball team, right? I mean, this is, this is Major League Baseball. Your favorite player at some point is going to get hurt. Yeah, just ask the Yankees. <laughs> just ask the, that's right. <laughs> that's right. One Mr. Carlos Rodon has a forearm injury, doesn't he? he uh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, his, the, the, the more passionate Yankee fans, I'm sure, are going to let him hear about it. I believe he said invested, Matthew. The more invested. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, about they're, to they're, learn. They're gonna be, he's going to find out how invested they are right yeah, now. Yeah, he's, he's about to find out. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, our, our condolences to Mr. Rodon. You can tell we're all broken up about it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but we're going to talk about injuries, unfortunately. On the San Francisco Giants side of things, which are starting to mount, um, and uh, but they're not all bad. It's not all bad news on the injury front. There is some good news. There is some good news, 
And and as bad as the injuries have been and as bad as the hitting has been, um, there is one element of the San Francisco Giants that is looking pretty good, and that's the starting pitching. So we're going to talk a little bit about starting pitching and, and how that's going. Uh, yes, there are some rough spots. Um, you know, Mr. Sean Manea could be doing better. Um Tristan Beck, they keep running that guy out there. Although he did look like he had a little bit of an issue today. Um, so I don't know what that was about. But, um, uh, you know. I don't know about you, but I really like this Tristan Beck kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, sh- I, I got I to gotta record more Ben sayings. I, I just, you just reminded me. I forgot <laughs> about fake, that. This fake week. Ben? Yes. Fake Ben? Yeah, actually. <laughs> you know, maybe fake Ben should take over the show for me. That would be... That would be actually pretty funny. That would, like, you know, when next time you do a trip, I'll just, I'll just plan out a whole uh, <laughs> podcast well, with me and Ben. I do have a trip planned in in June, so I, I am going to be. All right, you get ready, folks, for yeah, for ben. AI Ben mm-hmm. coming at yeah. you with yeah. the hot takes. I'm, I'm going back to Iceland before I go to a Giants game this year. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I went to Iceland, and then the family I heard me tell all my cool stories about it, and now they're all like, uh, you know, I want to go. They want to go hang out yeah. in an ice cave, huh? Uh, yeah, actually, there's not too many ice caves you can go to during the summer because like they get dangerous and melt or something. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, because you know, despite the name, it's not it's not always not always frozen there. Uh, yeah. And then, and then later in the show, folks, if we have time left, we're going to talk about, uh, who's looking good. There are a few on the offensive side who are looking good. Uh, we're not going to talk about who's looking good on the defensive side. Cause that's nobody. Yeah. 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 Hint. Yeah. There's probably some catchers. <laughs> There's probably some catchers. Yeah. And we're going to have some of them play other positions because they're the only ones that can hit right now. So <laughs> it's going to be catchers everywhere. Uh, <gasps> defense B damned uh and matthew you have a trivia question for us i do have a trivia question ben we're gonna harken back to the year 2002 oh what a great year yeah i mean you know there have been three better years but uh, but that, that was a year that we actually it was fun to be a giants fan it was it was a lot of fun to be a giants fan you had one of the best players in baseball doing his thing, and you had a team that was good and uh, ultimately made it to the World Series. That's right. So what player on the 2002 World Series team led the Giants in stolen base percentage? <sighs> okay. Wow, 2002. I actually remember a lot about this team. I remember that J.T. Snow was on this team. Yeah. Buster Posey before there was a Buster Posey. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. <sighs> you know, he's got that Wheaties box face. Oh. You know, you know. Okay, and, and, yes. And Where all the girls like, just, uh, oh, yeah. J.T. Oh. Okay, they, yeah. they didn't look at yeah. his war that year, though. That's for sure. <laughs> No, that was actually Buster's worst year, like as in his career. JT's, <laughs> sorry, not JT's. Yeah, yeah, Buster. You know, Buster's uh, Buster never had a bad year. <laughs> That's right. It's not, it's not true. It's not true, <laughs> but it's true in my heart, Buster. It's true in my heart. Uh, yeah. yeah, JT's worst year was uh, was in two thousand two. <laughs> Ironically, weirdly, ironic. Uh, negative, okay. negative war that year, which is yeah. Uh, weird. Yeah, David Bell was on that team. Um, Former major league manager or future major league manager? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, of the Cincinnati Reds, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, but here, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with JT Snow, and and here's why. <laughs> okay. Because I believe that JT successfully stole every base that he attempted to steal that year, which I'm oh. hoping was zero. Okay, all because right. Because JT, JT was a slow dude. Yeah. If everybody remembers JT getting thrown out at home against the Marlins, yeah. you know yeah. how slow he was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was back the, in the days when the, you could just lay out the catcher. That's right. And I mean, the quickest we ever saw JT Snow move was to pick up uh, uh, Dusty Baker's son. That's uh, right. When he picked up Darren Baker to scoop him yeah. out of the way. And yeah, yeah. yeah that was uh, uh, that was probably the fastest he ever moved. So I'm going to go with JT Snow. JT right. Snow, final answer. Okay. 
I, I was certain I was going to hear a Rickert Finiti reference, but okay, J.T. Snow. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rickard Finita. Yeah. Oh, see, you haven't you haven't regret you locked it in though. Sorry, final answer. <sighs> yeah, I did. I did. I finally answered it. Yeah. <laughs> it's J.T. Snow. I feel good about it. I feel good. It okay, well, like at least David. at least J.T. Snow is on the team, so uh, you know you have a better shot yeah. than the Rickard Finita. <laughs> Isn't it time for uh, the booze, boys? <laughs> okay. Cocktail time. You're right. You're right. I'm not going to give you a hard time. That is literally what the show is about. You're right. Giant giant cocktails. Giant cocktail. You're right, Bob. All we right. should talk about the cocktail. We should. We should. What are you drinking, Ben? Well, thank you for asking, Bob. That's very kind of you. Today, Bob, I am drinking um, something that is meant uh, to kill um, a San Francisco icon. That's right. That's right. Today I am drinking the Tiki Classic, um, which was actually designed by a Bay Area icon, Trader Vic. Um, And it is called the Fog Cutter. My apologies to Carl. I am drinking the Fog Cutter, uh, which is a bright and tasty and very large and very boozy Tiki cocktail. It comes in this giant glass, what is currently called the fog cutter glass. My theory is that Vic bought the glasses and then had to invent a cocktail that would fill it. (laughs) And that's how he came up with this cocktail. Uh, You can hear all about this cocktail on uh, the previous episode. Commandos in the fog. Imagine two overweight, limping shadows. It's Matthew and Ben creeping through the fog, trying to hide from the commandos. Uh, But anyway, um, you can hear all about it on that episode. Um, I will quickly go over the ingredients now. It is two ounces of light rum, one ounce of brandy or cognac, half an ounce of gin, one and a half ounces of fresh lemon juice, one and a half ounces of fresh orange juice, and half an ounce of orgeat syrup. Uh, you shake all that up You uh, on ice. You pour all of the ice into a fog cutter glass or other large glass. A pint glass would be fine. And are you done? No. No, no. you're not done. Because no. then you float half an ounce of Oloroso sherry on top of that. What's Oloroso sherry? I don't know. I do <laughs> know this. you bought for this drink. <laughs> I did. I bought it just for this drink. And I will tell you this, Matthew. I don't like sherry. <laughs> At least I don't like Oloroso sherry because. But let's just it, put it in a cocktail. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for those of you that, you know, if you listen to the show, you, last week's show, you know, I talked about like, hey, if you just got it floating around or whatever, you know, you, but nobody's got this floating around. Right. Who no. drinks sherry? Old I, people. I, old people. Yeah. That's what we said, old people. Anyway, I talked more about this on uh, on last week's show. If you haven't downloaded it yet, go download it. It is the Tiki Classic, The Fog Cutter. And folks, this is a doozy. I'm already halfway into this sucker, and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. You know, come feel it with me? I don't... What? <laughs> what? I don't... Bob, save me. What are you drinking, Matthew? Oh, thanks, Bob. I don't know where Ben was going with that, but okay. Uh, Yeah, well, so today, I'm going commando. Dear God. (laughs) Yeah, see? You know, there's there's a benefit. You made the joke twice. There's a benefit to being the Zoom being higher up on me, Ben. If I stand up, all bets are off. Yeah. You know, you you make the same joke in two episodes in a row, man. People are going to get bored. Okay. All right. Well, you know, there's only so many times that you do a drink called the commando. You got to make the joke each time. All right. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. So, no, I am not going commando, but I am drinking a commando. And uh, so, as we mentioned on Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, this drink uh, is a similar to a margarita, except it has bourbon. Is it a bourbon margarita? Well, go listen to the other uh, podcasts and you can you can decide for yourself. But this ingredient, uh, this cocktail has one and a half ounces of bourbon, three quarter ounces of Cointreau, three quarter ounce lime juice, quarter ounce simple syrup and uh, absinthe rinse of the glass. So a quarter of an ounce of absinthe rolled around the inside of your glass. Uh, it is a delightful 
uh, bright and wonderful, almost margarita. A little bit more bite with the bourbon, but it's really tasty. That's what I'm drinking today, Ben. Wow. Sounds bougie. <laughs> Could Abs- be. Absinthe, absinthe rinse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, Ooh. it's, you know, there's, it, it, it gives you that kind of punch in the nose as you're drinking it. It's, it's a vital part of the drink, Ben. Yeah. Vital part. <laughs> the punch in the nose. Everybody yeah. likes, everybody likes being injured. That's right. There's not too many uh, punches in the nose in, in Giants camp this year, but uh, but a Pl- few plenty of injured, injuries. Yeah, plenty a of injuries. Few. Otherwise, right? A few. Yeah, plenty, plenty. <laughs> there have been plenty of injuries. I, I, just any ruptured testicles? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, all right. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm pretty sure I would have heard about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, so look on the bright side. I mean, Mitch Haniger hurt his oblique this week, but at least it wasn't a ruptured testicle. <laughs> at least it wasn't. And, well, for I, those this... of you who are like wondering why I'm I'm just mentioning unfortunate injuries uh, like that, uh, Mitch Haniger actually uh, encountered that injury last year. Uh, was one of the reasons why he missed significant time. Uh, so, you know, I always feel like if you're, you know, to look at the bright side of things and, you know, if you've got a, a grade one strain of your oblique, you say, hey, 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 at least it's not a ruptured testicle. So grade one, that means like low, right? It does. Yeah. Okay. The lower the grade, the better the, the better off you are. Exactly. I mean, really, you want to have grade zero. Yes. Yes. Right now I have grade zero oblique, but if I think if I swung a bat really hard, I might have, I'd go straight mm. to a grade three. <laughs> like it would actually, my, my oblique would be hanging out of its side like that's kind of where it would be i'm actually overcoming a herniated disc injury so it's not just the san francisco giants players who are hurting it's also their fans yeah yeah, yeah. podcasters yeah. We're, we're all limping around right now yeah podcasting is a dangerous uh dangerous profession especially when uh, you do it drunk yeah yeah well and also sitting in a in a hard folding chair in your closet is never great for your herniated disc but anyway we're not talking about me we're talking about mitch hanniger um i will say this about the the uh testicle injury that you mentioned it seems unlikely that that would repeat itself that's not like an injury where you get that by swinging the bat right he got hit by a ball is that what happened Uh, 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 yeah he fouled a ball off the ground and it came up and just whacked him in the jewels do you think he wears a cup now Oh, I yeah, I guarantee he wears a cup now. It goes back to when uh, I was like, when I was coaching little league, we had to do a cup check. Don't you think they they don't do that in the big leagues? You think that there would be like, hey man, wear your cup? They're no, they're free Americans, Matthew. Oh, that's true. No, nobody. They do have to pee in a cup while somebody watches, <laughs> uh, but they don't story, have though. to wear one. No. Uh, uh, wow, wow, that's unlucky. That's. Unfortunate, wow. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Uh, no, so he his, uh, he's strained his oblique, which I believe you do that by swinging the bat. The good news is is that he's probably not going to do that a lot. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. so that's the bad news. He's going to be, they're going to shut him down for a week uh, and then see how things go. I don't know if you all know this, though. We only have like three weeks left, right? Opening day is on the 30th. Yeah. Is that correct? Something like that. Yeah. End of the month. Um, yeah, it's the end of the month. Um, and uh, yeah, so, I mean, he's, he's going to be out for a week and then they're going to see how things go. Um, I, I got to tell you, this is a big deal, right? Like, well, your big free acquisition, you know, gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. And and I think it was him and Conforto, right? I mean, they're, they're the two, right? Yeah. Like, um, one of them played some games last year. Uh, one of them played zero games last year, but both of them played less than a hundred. Uh, and, and here you go. He's hurt already. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob, what do you think of this? I wonder how Carlos Correa is doing these days. I'm afraid to look. <laughs> I'm afraid to look. to look, Bob. <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, here's what I do know, Bob. He's not hurt. Or he's always hurt. I don't know what we're supposed to think about that, Bob, actually, now that you mention it. I think we're supposed to assume that man is always hurt and has been for the last 10 years and will be for the next 13. <laughs> 
Um, well, but, Bob, just uh, to answer your question, Carlos is hitting 333 this spring. Uh, but small sample. He's only had nine at-bats. All of his mm-hmm. hits have been singles. So, mm-hmm. um, But, hey, he's playing and Mitch Hanniger's not. That's right. And I'll tell you what, though. Those, those stats are nothing compared to Brett Wisely's. <laughs> is he still the it guy? <laughs> no. Man, it's funny how a week will change things, huh? <laughs> Oh, right. He hasn't done squat since we talked about him last week. Uh, I know I was on the Brett Wisely uh, bandwagon last week. I'm off. Okay. But you know, at least he's he's healthy. He is healthy, unlike Luis Gonzalez. Remember that guy? I do remember that guy. He was almost Rookie of the Year last year. Yeah, Rookie of the Year candidate, Luis Gonzalez. Yeah. I don't know. That was ridiculous what I just said. I just said he was almost Rookie of the Year. Fog cutter, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Fog cutter. (laughs) Uh, I, I told you I was already halfway through it, and it's already doing a number. Uh, no, but he was the Giants' best candidate, and he was having a really good run, right? Um, uh, yeah, second so, half of the season, he definitely tailed off, for yeah, sure. he definitely tailed off. Well, And now he's got some lower back issues, um, and he is not going to be back until the end of March. And I don't see how he... Like, he's definitely not going to make opening day, but even if when he is healthy, he's going to start in Sacramento, right? Well, I guess well, that doesn't... He's not going to start in the majors, that's for sure. Yeah, right? Well, and then, I mean, I guess that means we have... Well, I mean, I don't know, though, because Austin Slater's been hurt, right? Yes. But good news there. See, not all of the injury news is bad, folks. Some of the injury news is good. Austin Slater made his first appearance in spring training games. Woo! As your DH. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's, yeah. Well, when you got an elbow neurism, I've never even heard of that before. But and, and uh, is that like an aneurysm, but in your elbow? I, I guess. I, I think so. Something. Something is. Oh. No, when there's an ism okay. in your elbow, it ain't good. That's all I know. <laughs> when there's an ism in your your elbow, it, it ain't good. Yeah. Your okay, ism, well, ism anywhere in your body, I think, is probably bad. And uh, but his happens right. to be in his elbow. When you're a baseball player, that's kind of important. Okay. Well, but the point is, is that his ism is getting better. Yes. Um, and uh, and he he was uh, playing DH. But we know he can't DH during the regular season because, well, that would be a ridiculous use of Austin Slater. But, but also that means that Jock Peterson would be playing in the outfield. Although I guess, I guess if Slater's playing, he's a right-hander. So Conforto, who would it be? Oh, well, I don't... Rule 5 draft D, Blake Sable? <laughs> I just want you to know that I'm always going to refer to him as that. Rule 5 draft Rule D, five Blake draft Sable. <laughs> Ten years from now, when he's like the all-time... When he is passing Buster Posey as the all-time great catcher, I'm still going to refer to him <laughs> as Rule 5 draft D, Blake Sable. Jesus. Um, wow, you and Farhan Zaidi both believe that. Uh, I, uh, yes. So, so Blake, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Austin Slater is back. Um, we did have a little bit of a scare yesterday with Alex Cobb. Uh, took a liner off the knee. I read that he was pretty sure that like his career was over. Yeah. Okay. I don't. That's not what he said, but he was like, "I'm pretty. I was pretty sure it was bad." Yeah, he thought his kneecap was broken. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Which means I it felt real good. Went- yeah. Well, and, and you know, I, I actually was watching it on the, the MLB TV on my iPad. I was able to kind of back it up and to right to see him get hit where the ball hit. And it definitely hit right on the inside of his left knee there and uh, definitely thought, OK, yeah, that's that's bad. Um, but, you know, it wasn't so bad after all. Sounds like he might not even miss a start. So I hear he's cobbling together a recovery plan. Bob, I, <laughs> Bob, can you take over? Just just push Matt to the side. Just put Matthew to the side and, uh, and just take over. Are you drunk? <laughs> uh, Bob, I'm pretty sure we're both drunk, buddy. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, the answer is yes, Bob. The answer <laughs> is yes. Always yes to that question. Uh, well, yes. So the good news is Alex Cobb survived the injury. Um... I think that I, I think who else got hurt? Who else got hurt uh, today, Sunday? Oh, oh Guzman. the first baseman slash pitcher, Guzman. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, unfortunate. I was like, I was getting excited about him. You know, j- just when the hype machine was starting to build up about that guy, you know, yeah. it was uh, 
Well, it's fine, Matthew. They would have written a bunch of articles about him this week, and then next week he would have gotten torched (laughs) and gone and gone over at the plate. He would have pulled a Brett Wisely. No, I mean that is a bummer. It looked like he hurt, uh, like an not an oblique, but a something in his back. Like. Oh, I hope that's all it is. I, I thought it looked like his arm to me, but then I wasn't sure kind of what it was. But and I didn't, I didn't follow up. So if you've heard something different, that's awesome. I'm glad. No, I didn't hear. I was actually watching the game um, with the sound off, and uh, it, it was like he threw this pitch that was. Yeah, it he was didn't not finish great. The pitch. He like, didn't just... finish the pitch. It, yeah, he was. It, it went high and away, like way high and away up the backstop, and uh, and then he was kind of gesturing to his back. It seemed like okay. Um, so it could have been. I'll take that uh, over over an elbow. So that's yeah. that's good. Okay. What is that? The rhomboid back there? I don't know. But Ooh, yeah, the, the, I mean the, the rhomboid. What? Yeah, the rhomboid. That's it. The run. The, the Ben. <laughs> the Ben, <laughs> as, as I call it. Uh, the the you know the rhomboid. No, no. Uh, but it you know it could be a shoulder as well. And if it is the shoulder, that's really bad news i think they'll find out more about that tomorrow but um yeah, i think he yeah. was kind of like yeah i mean he was like one of those guys that was looking like he might be one of the on the sort of on the bubble for for the bullpen uh seems like that's a, that's a no now and i guess right. also on the bubble for backup first baseman right well I, I was saying like i mean he he was another one of those guys that could you know pitch one day and then pinch hit the next you know so and, yeah and then catch uh, i think on they the were just day. drooling over him making the team but you know yeah. no that's not gonna yeah. happen yeah and then he was gonna play center field and then he was gonna play shortstop <laughs> yeah yeah and catcher yeah. why not and catcher sure all of the above <laughs> all of the above who else is hurt uh uh david vr has a tight hip yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Tight, tight hipness or or tight hitless. I I don't hit tight. I don't know. Um, all I know is that uh, whatever's bothering him uh, has caused him to go one for fourteen with eight strikeouts in the last week. So, oh, that's why he's got a tight hip. Is that is that why he's been sucking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tight hip. I see. I see. Yeah. That's been my problem too. I've had tight tight hips my whole life. And that's why I've sucked up. That's why you would go like 0 for 14 with 14 Ks, right? Because you're type hip, tight hips. That's correct. That's correct. It's that's why I have um, every every mistake I've ever made in my life is because of my tight hips. <laughs> uh, and also, Marco Luciano got optioned down to minor league camp without ever making an appearance. That was not actually a surprise. Uh, he. Uh, he uh what, he's he got a bad a, back he's he's like you he has a yeah i think he's worse than me uh he he like has a stress fracture in his back matthew that sounds really bad and every time i read about it they're always kind of like ah oh, it's fine yeah but okay so remember two years ago we thought an ablation of the back was going to be was bad that's true that's true uh, and, you know, and, and, and alex, wood, alex wood's ablation ended up being a good thing right? so yeah i think so we maybe, should he all just, get maybe he just needs an ablation and he'll be good that's right. You even named a cocktail after that. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alex mm-hmm. would never, never responded on Twitter though. So <laughs> thanks. Thanks for nothing, Alex. Uh, I think that's probably for the best, Alex. Stay away from the <laughs> weird fans on Twitter. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it, here's my concern about this year's San Francisco Giants, Matt, is injury. And, you know, I, 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 I know I said injuries happen to every team, um, but with a history of injuries that this team has, especially since, um, especially since Farhan Zaidi seems to have an affinity or just like really likes players who were injured in the past, because I guess they represent bargains to him. Yeah, they're cheap. Yeah, unless well, unless they're not cheap, and their name is Carlos Correa. In which case, yes, then no. then no, they can't be injured. Yeah, they can't yeah. be injured. Um, I mean, that's the bitter irony of that whole Carlos Correa thing. I guess is is how much Farhan Zaidi values injured players, um, and I guess that's just because they're all cheap. Yeah, and he, he wasn't getting this cheap. injured player cheap. So yeah, that, that was probably what it was. He was probably mad. He was like, "Look, this guy's hurt, and I'm not getting a deal. So deals off." Uh, my concern about this team is its history of injury. And and on top of that, I know people say we've got a lot of depth. We've got a lot of depth. We have a lot of offensive depth, and we have a lot of starting pitching depth. We have zero defensive depth. 
when you are already putting guys into positions that they're not comfortable playing, Blake Sable, David VR, uh, then, uh, you know, uh, you're already kind of suggesting that you don't really care that much about defense. Uh, and then that means your depth, if any of those guys get hurt, is is almost non-existent, right? So I, I am very concerned about the injuries, but all of these seem kind of like run-of-the-mill. I mean, Marco Luciano, that one worries me because is that relate? a stress fracture indicates that's something that he's doing repetitively, and whatever he's doing repetitively is part of his game, and that worries me that he's going to have to make a change that could change his game. Other than that, it's the oblique strain for Hanniger, right? Like, we need Hanniger and Conforto we need those guys to be healthy if the Giants are going to be anywhere near competitive. We need Hanniger and Conforto to play 130 games each. And um, Hanniger being hurt this early, not, not, a, not a good omen, let's just say. Yeah. At least it's not a ruptured testicle. <laughs> I, you know what? Always. <laughs> yeah. Always. Always. I think when we go to the Giants game next time he gets up to bat, I'm just going to yell that out at Peck and Oracle. Remind me to seat a sit a section over. <laughs> sit a section over. I'll just stand you. up and yell over to your section. Hey Ben, aren't you glad he doesn't have a ruptured testicle? No, no. You'll be like, I wonder who this Ben guy is. I know, like, I'm demonstrating how I'm going to respond. I'm going to be looking around and be like, I'm going to be looking around, who's Ben? Where's this yeah, ben who's guy? this Ben guy? <laughs> Where's he sitting? Wow. Wow. Oh, well, what you really need uh, is, a, is a $9 beer. <laughs> a $9? That's right, $9 beers. Hey, $9 beers next year. Yeah, um, I'm just hoping there's $9 cocktails, too. Can Is is that a, is that a thing? I... Th- uh, I Discrimination. No, That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. They're they're gonna be them, and they're gonna be slushies. They're gonna, <laughs> That's right. They're gonna be nine dollars slushies with vodka in them. Yes, uh, the flavor, vodka flavor slushies vodka. with yeah. the Corona uh, bottle. Uh, yeah, inside. it was a bottle. Oh yeah, classy, classy. Yes, yes Co- I like the it. Corona Gitas or Margaronas. I don't know what they're called, but they're. I like something. a Margarona. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're gonna have. Nine dollar Margaronas. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and they're going to call them giant cocktails, and they're <laughs> yes. and and they're going to trademark them, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We should probably mm-hmm. trademark that then, huh? We should probably <laughs> get on that. I'll I'll just open up my pocketbook. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll write, I'm writing the check right now. I'm writing the check right now. <laughs> Creator uh, LLC. But anyway, Matthew, it's not all bad news. It's not. No. That's right. Rule 5 draft D, Blake Sable. Still tearing it up. Right. And also, the starting pitching is actually looking pretty good. I mean, not everybody. Not everybody's looking good. And I, I will grant you, Ross Stripling and especially Sean Manea, not looking good. Okay, but it's okay. only been a few innings. I mean, they've only pitched a handful of innings. Right. Yes. I mean, Ross right. struck out six today. I mean, that's uh, on Sunday. That's not a yeah, bad. Yeah, that was, a, that was, that was, that was, I think his, his, his first good outing. I think we're still waiting for Manea to put one together. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll grant you. I'll grant you that. No, they're, they're, I would say that they are, it's, it's still early. They've got what, three more starts to go, which is, which is a huge number. Um, and, uh, and I wouldn't say, I, I think what I'm saying is, is that there's a lot of guys who are actually looking much better than that. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, Desclafani, um, Wood, uh, Cobb had that horrible first outing when when he came out of the game and he was like, I hate the pitch clock. You know, it's not pitching. It's just throwing. And and he had a horrible outing and and it was actually kind of concerning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, since then, the man has been fantastic. Uh, he adjusted very quickly. And uh, and then today, boom, he gets hit on, not today, but yesterday, he gets hit on the knee. On Saturday, he got hit on the knee, and now you're like, oh, everybody's holding their breath, but it turns out it looks like we dodged a bullet, or baseball, as it were, <laughs> and, uh, and and things are looking good. And and at the same time, I think, you know, Sean Jelly has actually been pitching really well, um, and uh, I, uh, well, I mean, I guess, well, there's that 
that Tristan Beck kid. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I really like this Tristan Beck kid. <laughs> That's uh, right. That's right. Uh, AI Ben, you're right on. You do. You do, AI Ben. Uh, yes. Uh, Real Ben uh, completely disagrees with that assessment. But, I mean, I think beyond that, um, I think the starting pitching depth is really, really strong. Right. And I, I think, um, you know, they're starting to lengthen these guys out. And I'm 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 cautiously optimistic about this rotation, you know, and if you think about it, it's really kind of like a hodgepodge of guys from the last two years who all looked really, really good. Right. Right. You have no. Wood and Descalfani and Cobb and Junis and Webb. And I think all of these guys have demonstrated in spring so far that they're they've all still got it. Right. And then you throw in these wild cards like Stripling and and Manea, and suddenly, I mean, the starting rotation is super stacked, right? And I know we still have this question of like who's going to make the roster and who isn't, right? Who has, um, you know, who's going to be on the twenty six man and be in the bullpen? Uh, and I think you and I are probably going to talk about that what next week or the week after as we get closer to opening day. But that I think is right now the biggest question mark for me is is like which of these starting pitchers are going to be on the twenty six man roster? Who are going to be the starting five? And I say that in quotes because we really know that the the Giants don't really think of it that way. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm super excited about the actually the starting pitching. I, I think that is the brightest spot that the Giants have going for them right now. Um, that I think has the most, um, I don't know, I feel the most comfortable about it. Well, sure. And I, I think the Giants learned a lesson from last year when you got to the end, we were throwing in bullpen games because we didn't have any starting pitching options. And so uh, Farhan, you know, over, you know, I don't even think he overcorrected. I think he fixed the problem. He was like, well, okay, we're going to load up on a lot of guys. You can never have too much starting pitching. I think what's interesting is it seems like all the pitchers are very... Well, they, they seem to trust that they're all going to get their innings and that they're going to get uh, playing time. And, you know, I don't think you necessarily uh, always would get that if there's, a you know, f- you know, seven or eight guys vying for five spots. And uh, but it seems like everyone kind of understands that this is a, uh, a strategy that especially those guys who are returning saw last year when you didn't have that depth, how it affected the team. So it seems like everyone's on board with having all the yeah. starting pitching depth. You just don't worry about whether or not there's room for you in a five-man rotation yeah. because it's not a five-man rotation. <laughs> right. It's it's really seven or eight guys because of because of injury, right? Um and and the real question is just how do how do the Giants make sure that they carry all of these guys on their roster? Um are we going to have a lot of uh weight room incidents, do you think? <laughs> We could could have it. I I was actually looking at uh, guys that had options uh, because they'd like to play that game too, where they'll yeah. option Je- some guy. Jelly and and Eunice for sure. Of course, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Logan Webb has two options. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, not not gonna happen. Yeah, so on the starting pitching side, though, um, not a lot of options on the options. So uh, the only the only one the only starting pitcher that has options is Logan Webb. Uh, then in the oh bull- really yeah, and in the bullpen it's uh, Tyler Rogers and Sam Long, which we know they will probably take advantage of that. Yeah, and and then Camilo Duvall. Uh, everyone else, uh, those are the only ones that have um, that have yeah. options. So so Sam Long is going to get optioned a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he'll right. be he'll be the yo-yo this year probably for sure. Right. And so so Junis no options. Uh I'm looking at fan graphs and they yeah, no, no options. He's got 5 years of playing time. Wow. Just just snuck over the 5 year mark. Yeah, so I'm really intrigued to see how that plays out, right? Cuz yes, they've acquired a lot of starting depth, but they don't have a lot of places to put it. Right? So those guys are going to have to sit in the bullpen. Yeah. Or they're going to have to sit on the IL. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and, you know, I mean, come on. We know that the Giants, they push the envelope there on the IL a little bit. Oh, I think they take liberties for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, they get, quote unquote, injured. You know, exactly. And, and then, you know, it takes 10 days or 10 to 12 days to. Right. To come right. Back. And so it's, it, it's interesting because like here is one position where you have, 
you know, while you're, you're you're dealing with injuries across your position players a ton, you're not really dealing with a ton of injuries on on the starting rotation, and that's the one area where you don't have a lot of flexibility in your roster. You you, you need places to put these guys, and it's going to have to be in the bullpen, or you're going to have to DFA guys that you really probably don't want to DFA. Uh, so it should be interesting to see how this all plays out, especially uh, especially on opening day. Um, I think that's actually going to be the hardest time, right? I think once you get rolling, it's going to be easier. You know, guys will get hurt, yeah. as we know, um, and and it'll probably. I'm sure they're just you know trusting and relying relying on that. But um, but yeah, yeah, it's probably going to be Mr. Sam Long, you know, on the taxi squad doing a lot of uh, back and forth. Although he'll probably stay in Sacramento, but uh, sorry, in San Francisco. But uh, theoretically. He'll be moving back and forth between Sacramento and San Francisco. All right. Well, I, just uh, looking at the options now that you got me in this in front of me on the position side, what is interesting is kind of who has options there too. Uh, guys that you wouldn't necessarily think would be optioned down, but the fact that they have them makes you think. Uh, David VR we know is one of those. Uh, Mike Yastrzemski actually has three options. And uh, uh, Joey Bart still has one option, yeah. which uh, you know I think we've talked about. We could see being done uh, if they really are desperate to keep another catcher. Uh, J.D. Davis has two options. And then Austin Slater still has an option. So I could see one of those guys starting off in the minors if they have a roster crunch, you know, just to kind of figure it out. I don't... I. We talked about this last week. I, I think we're gonna we're gonna have to. This is super interesting. The we we you know the last segment we're talking we're supposed to be talking about who look who's looking good right now, folks. It's 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 Blake Sable. So, it's Blake Sable. <laughs> That's it. I mean, who's looking good on offense? Blake Sable. Casey Everybody Schmidt. Else. You did, you know, Casey it's, it's Schmidt. Yeah, good. Casey Schmidt's looking pretty good. Uh, uh, Conforto. Conforto, I will admit, is, is starting to look good. Uh, Flores and Estrada both starting to look good this weekend, but that's really just one game. I mean, other than that, everybody else is sucking, right? On the on the at the plate. Um, but it does bring up a really interesting question about, and we talked about this last week on the infield, but I think also with the outfield and with catcher, Blake Sable is putting himself into a position where. At the very least, you have to give him another month. But the only way you can give him another month is he has to be on the 26th man, yeah. right? He cannot go anywhere else because of the Rule 5 draft. Otherwise, he's he goes through waivers and then he goes back to Pittsburgh. So the Giants, if they want to keep control of him, they have to keep him on the 26th man. So it feels like he's, at this point, he's earned himself a spot, right? At least for another month. Well, then what? Right. Like, you know, like, what does that mean for guys like, uh, well, I guess Perez and wins are. Yeah, they're they're non they're minor league. They're on they're non rostered. Yeah. And they're minor league contracts. So, you know, who knows what their deals are? Some of these guys get deals where if they're not on the 26 man roster, they get released. But usually that's after after opening day, like a month or so. Um. So it, it does beg the question, though, like, does that mean Joey Bart starts in Sacramento and then Perez or, you know, I don't think Wins is not playing well. So it's most likely Perez. But at that point, you know, it, it I don't know that that's the best choice for the team, right? Having Perez be on the major league roster and having Bart down, right? No, I don't, I don't think so either. I, especially since Bart has actually been playing pretty well so far, both offensively and defensively. And and he is by far and away, yes, you know, a com, you know, when compared to Sable, he's by far and away the better catcher, right? Yeah. I mean, so this spring he's only has one strikeout and fourteen plate appearances, uh, which you know has been his his the issue over the last uh, couple of years has been his strikeout rate, and he's still hitting well. He's batting over 300, 357 on base. Uh, so, you know, Joey Bart has been doing everything he needs to do. Uh, today he uh, threw out a guy trying to take advantage of a ball in the dirt that got away a little bit and he threw him out at third and right. just playing really good defense. So I, I think, uh, I would not be surprised if we open the season with, uh, with Blake Sable and Joey Bart as the catchers 
and maybe Perez in 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 minor in in Sacramento to kind of be ready should Sable right. start to falter or uh, but I don't hurt. Know. yeah or he gets hurt someone gets hurt yeah right well but also this Alex Pavlovich tweeted yesterday the following. Gabe Kapler said Blake Sable might soon seem some see some time in outfield where he played before converting to catcher. Giants have some injuries there and it could open up another path to the opening day roster. So there you go. Blake right. Sable. Opening day left fielder. <laughs> yeah, thereby prolonging uh the Barry the curse of Barry Bonds. That's right. And um, probably prolonging it into next for next year too. Right, because there's very unlikely that he would be the starting day left fielder two years in a row. Uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, anyway, my, my point is is that, like, there is this huge crunch, and there are a lot of question marks in the outfield, uh, right? With Hanniger being hurt, you know, Slater, obviously, is on. he's on the upswing, he's coming back, but, you know, who knows how that plays itself out. Um, and then you have, you know, again, Lamont Wade Jr., is he an outfielder? Is he an infielder? Is he both? Um, you know, I don't know. It's really, really interesting to me to see how all of this will shake out. The the cynical, you know, the cynical Ben, so so Ben, thinks, well, you know, an injury will settle all of this. People will get hurt by the time, you know. But I don't know, because maybe it's more cynical to think that, no, they'll be forced to make permanent decisions for opening day, and then somebody will get hurt the next day. Right. But anyway, it should be very interesting to see how all of that plays out. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I uh, yeah, I think this the whole catcher situation and then with his injuries in the outfield now make things a little more hazy than what we thought a week ago. And I know we were talking about how, you know, it was pretty clear cut who the outfielders were going to be going into the regular season. And now with Hanniger injured uh, and with Slater just coming back, uh, it leaves a little bit of of some question marks, and uh, but don't worry, Ben. Rule five draftee Blake Sable is gonna is gonna come to the rescue. That's right. He's not only going to win Rookie of the Year; he's going to be the MVP. That's right, and he'll win yeah. Gold Gloves and left field and catcher and a catcher. Yes, that's right. He will be the first <laughs> dual Gold Glove winner. Uh, and. Uh, and he's going to be the MVP for 10 years straight and then retire and go straight into the Hall of Fame. I like it. I'll take it. Done. Done deal. Well, we are running up against uh, against the hour. I, I think it's time to answer our trivia question. That's right. Okay, so the question to remind you was, what player on the 2002 World Series team led the Giants in stolen base percentage? And you said, Ben... JT Snow? I that's right. I said JT Snow because I figured that he successfully stole every base that he attempted to steal. Uh, now I'm realizing now that that's probably zero. Right. So yes, I guess in a way you're correct in that he actually had zero attempts and zero stolen bases. Therefore he stole every base that he attempted. I wasn't <laughs> he, wrong. I wasn't didn't steal every base that he attempted. Right. And then I realized that that I have two stock answers, and I didn't do Rickard Finita. Right, right, and you know, and when I asked this question, because I set it up just for a specific answer that you always give, or one of two, and you mm-hmm. didn't go with either of them, you know, and so no, Rickard Finita is not the question because he wasn't on the two thousand two Giants, but one of your other favorite answers yeah. was Ben Suyoshi Shinjo. Suyoshi Shinjo led the giant 2002 Giants in stolen base percentage. Five five stolen bases did not get caught once. You know, he used to wear these like arm these orange armbands. You know, I don't know. Mm. I, for some reason, he just he, I thought he was so cool. And he would come running out. I remember like on opening day, he came running out to left field, and everybody was cheering for him. And then he bowed to us. Oh, yeah, it was pretty cool. That's right, because your uh, your your seats were right. That's out there where my field. season tickets yeah. were were out there. Yeah, I had forgotten that that was two thousand two, right? I didn't yeah. realize. Yeah, he and he played the whole season. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you told me that he made the he made the second to last out in the World Series. Yep, he did. Yep, Troy Percival <sighs> struck him out. Nice. 
Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't much of a hitter. No, for the Giants, uh, but a pretty good defender. A, well, he had a an OPS plus of I think with the Giants it was like a seventy eight. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty yeah. low. Yeah, average is a hundred. Uh, but his WAR, <laughs> I think his WAR for his career was three point three, and only played three seasons. Uh, and his WAR for the Giants that year, I think, was well. I mean, I could look it up, but. Um, he was extremely good defensively. So, you know what? He wouldn't play for the current San Francisco Giants at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because he's good at defense. And uh, even though net-wise, he helps the team win because he's a positive influence on wins. That positive influence is due to his defense and therefore he's lesser than. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Well, good old Suyoshi Shinjo. What was his, what was, well, I'm looking up his war right now. The year this was the Giants, he had a 1.9 war. Yeah, 1.9 war. JT Snow 70. had negative 0.4. Yeah, JT did not have a good year that year. Uh, yeah, so, so I mean, that just goes to say defense matters and it wins games, right? Like, if the Talkman catch didn't tell us that, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else will. Um, but defense matters, right? Taking away hits, it matters just as much as getting hits. And, uh, and it really feels like the current regime of the San Francisco Giants is just like, doesn't believe, doesn't care, or is just like, sure, but you got to be all in on one or the other. And we're all in on hitting. Because there's no way that we're going to sign a guy with a screw in his leg. Anyway, Suyoshi Shinjo. Wow. Cool. 5-0 and on stolen bases in 2002. Very yeah. Nice. Well, and, you know, you had to dig deep. I was trying to find a question that would the answer could be Suyoshi Shinjo. And there, there it was. So I'm glad we got him out there. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, uh, looking ahead. We've, uh, we got, well, who cares about the games, right? I mean, you know, we're playing some nobodies, I'm sure. Um, uh, but cocktails, Ben. Mm. hmm We got, yes. uh, so next week on Thursday, join us for a happy hour. We, we, uh, we release next week's cocktails. Uh, okay. what are you drinking next week? I am drinking a Ben Henry original. I'm drinking a, a a cocktail that I'm calling the Blood Moon Daiquiri. Uh, it's based on everything that I have learned during my tiki adventure over the last half year. Um, and, and here's a sneak preview, folks. I'm winding it down. I'm winding it down. I'm going to be moving on from tiki at the start of the season on opening day. Well, opening Sunday. I'm going to be drinking a new cocktail. I guess, yeah, no, that opening day is Thursday, Matthew. We're going to be dropping a new episode of Happy Hour on opening opening day. day. And I am going to be drinking something brand new that is not tiki, that is not rum-based. And so for these last few episodes, I'm wrapping up the tiki, and I'm doing that by making a Ben Henry original called the Blood Moon Daiquiri. It's a tiki-inspired drink based on all of the things that I've learned from tiki over the last six months. Uh, So that's coming on Thursday. All right. And I, because Friday is St. Patrick's Day, I am going to be introducing a cocktail called the Irish Maid. Uh, celebrating our four percent Irish heritage. So, join us on uh, for a happy hour that day. Matthew Matthew means uh, his and mine. Yes, heritage. that's right. That's right. Not, not yours, listeners. Not all but, of uh, Giant Cocktails Nation. Nation. Yes, yes. Ben yeah. and I, uh, we've done the DNA test. We have found that uh, we have four. We are four percent Irish, and boy, we're owning it. Wait, what? You're four percent. Four percent Irish. I'm. I'm 35 <laughs> percent. Oh, grandmother, mom. Wait, what? Mom needs uh, some explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Oh, uh, hi, mom. Oh boy, I'm gonna get uh, some text messages. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, probably time to wrap it up. Uh, find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Mastodon at Giant Cocktails, where we put up our recipes and. 
photos and you know on Twitter we actually interact. So give us a follow and you know we'll watch some Giants games together and you know like and subscribe if you haven't already done so. Uh, and you know I'd love to hear how you guys are thinking about this two different podcasts with the cocktails and the baseball separated. We're hoping you're you're enjoying that. We're getting lots of downloads from for both, so that's good to see and uh, glad to see that everyone seems to be into it. But uh, love to hear it. You know DM us or tweet at us. That would be great. And let us know how you think. All right. Well, having said that, Ben, it was good chatting with you. And uh, until next week, cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. Bottoms up.